It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. There you go. Five-star quarterback Jackson Arnold, who performed well at the spring game, talking about how important it's been uh, to be there, uh, you know, getting acclimated to school, to workouts, to the offense. Uh, Was it – he originally thought about not coming early, right, because he didn't think it was was nearly as big of a deal. So I think he's – Well, what he said is – yeah, I think that I think that maybe there was a time that he thought that because he thought, ah, oh, whatever, I can show up during the summer and learn the playbook and be ready to go by the time football season gets here. And he said a couple weeks ago, yeah, that was totally wrong to think that way. And I think right. he's, I think he's very thankful uh, that he showed up early because not only has this spring helped him out, but he's going to have a real chance to, to to play this year, man. I mean, whether it's in a starting role or not, I. Would expect to see Jackson Arnold playing more than four games this season. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, I think he's going to play early. I think he's going to continue to as long as everything goes well and he makes smart decisions, takes care of the football, produces. I think he plays early and you know continues to chisel out a, a bigger and bigger role in the offense. I think he's I think he's good enough to where. Maybe they have something for him pretty much in every game. I'm not suggesting they have a two-quarterback system, but I I just I think they're going to get him involved. Could be wrong about it, just uh, an opinion. Yeah, okay, well, this goes out to the text line, too, 405-651-3439. Jackson Arnold looked good on Saturday, especially when he's with the first-team offense. Like, but what above anything else? Arm strength, accuracy, poise, like what? what is it that – that stood out amongst everything else. Um, Accuracy, I guess. I mean, that, I mean that ball was right on the money to Freeman. I don't know that any one thing necessarily stood out above everything else. Um, he showed good arm strength. He showed good accuracy. He showed good athleticism. He showed good decision making. I, I, I think it was what stood out to me is how it was all encompassing. Every, I think. He just showed well in everything that he did. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll get a few texts on this. In ter- this dual threat, um, he is more of a dual threat than maybe some people realize. Like I, I think that he is a guy that, uh, if he's great at this level, it's going to be mostly because of his arm. But you saw it on that play, and if you go back and watch him at all at Guyer last year, the dude makes plays with his feet. He's not going to have four four speed or anything, but he's he's got enough speed to be a factor in the run game. And we yeah. see how much Levy likes to do this zone read stuff and for the quarterback to keep it. Like, I think that I, – I, I think Gabriel can have a good year running the ball, but I think Arnold is – he's a better runner than what Gabriel is. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I think that's true. I think he's – I think he's more athletic. And none of this is to say that uh, Dylan Gabriel's – not athletic. I think he is. I think he I think he moves really well, and I think he's 
really effective in the run game. And, and honestly, I don't think we've uh, been able to, to witness how effective he is in the run game because they've had to really treat the, the quarterback, you know, uh, accordingly because of the lack of uh, backup position. So now that that's changed, we're, we're probably going to see Dylan Gabriel look a lot better himself in the running game. But yeah, says I, confidence to have a rough first half and then still have it to make that last drive. Uh, the 918 says the extra icing with Arnold for me is the wheels. That play when he got called down, he scores on that play in real life. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I would like to see a little bit more speed on the ball that Jackson throws. Seems like they were just lofted. Let me read a couple more here. Well, I would say boys would from say Jackson I Arnold. I 1,000% disagree with that text message. I would say poise from Arnold stood out after getting sacked a million times by the makeshift offensive line and stayed the course and didn't get discouraged and had a great last drive with the ones. Could see him next year in a uh, belldozer type of role. Gunny says, JFA, JFA. That boy got an arm and some legs. Freeman said he got laser sight eyes too, son. So belldozer, like, is that the role that we're talking about this year, if he's involved early, something similar? Well, I I assume when they're saying that they're just they're talking about a like a run heavy offense. Like the the belldozer was like quarterback power over and over. And I don't yeah. I don't think that's what they're going to do with Jackson Arnold. Um it may be something that they have in for sure, but I think it would be more uh using his speed. I mean Blake Bell is a gigantic human being. Uh, Jackson Arnold is not Blake Bell, so it would be it would be different. But it would be the same in the sense that I think it would start off being a package that is probably heavily run, um, and then you expand it from there. All right? You if if all goes well and it starts to be a productive. Um, you know, package for you. You add things to it. You introduce new things and new looks, and you know, give him more opportunities. Throw the football out of it as well. So, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Okay. So we're obviously excited talking about Arnold and whether he's a starter or not all this year. I, I think that like something maybe even more important happened this spring. Now he hasn't accomplished anything yet in a game. But I think we can all agree, right, that he looks the part so far from what we've seen. We all good with that? Like five-star coming in, high expectations. My point is is that, you know, he's going to be the guy that leads you into the SEC, a new chapter of OU football. It's going to be a a tough challenge. So it it is a very encouraging development that your five-star showed up this spring and he's looked just like that so far. He's looked like a five-star with a lot of talent and a guy that you are comfortable with right now saying, yeah, like he's he's got some things to improve on shore. But I, I would feel confident about rolling in the SEC with Jackson Arnold. Like it's not a storyline that we're necessarily talking about now, but I think we all agree that that's a pretty big development or at least something that needed to happen before you get to that league. Well, yeah. And, you know, it it still is early. We've only seen a very, very small sample size. I don't expect anything to change. I expect him to continue to progress and get better and 
we've just scratched the surface, but none of that is guaranteed. You never really know what a guy has until you see him out there in live action. And despite it being the closest thing you can create to it, spring game is not live action. Sure. So, yeah, yeah, all that's true. I'm just saying, like, you've been encouraged, though, from, yeah. like, everything you've heard and seen. Like, that's that's the point. Like, yeah, yeah. nothing – it's not guaranteed that he's going to be a great quarterback in the SEC, but all we have to go on is what we've seen so far, and that, that part is encouraging. What I've seen, I feel good about the future at quarterback. The future is bright. Absolutely. I'm still shocked at the text message that said, <laughs> he floated all of his passes. <laughs> they think he looks like Josh Heupel throwing the deep ball or what? Is that is that what they were saying? Lobbing it I out don't there? Know. Heupel threw a pretty good deep ball. I, hmm. I don't know. When's the last time you saw a quarterback laser a deep ball? I mean, I thought, I thought he showed great arm strength. I thought he showed great touch when he needed to. I thought deep balls were right on the money. I'm, I, I don't know. I guess I was just shocked by that text message. Yeah, I, I didn't notice uh, any poor velocity on any of the throws. And to be yeah. fair, it's not like we saw you know, 40 throws from him. Like I, I, I'm i never going to complain about a deep ball that was right on the money and pretty tight. I mean, I mean, it was it was good coverage there for the most part. Like that yeah. was it was the best ball of the day. I'm not going to complain about that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got no complaints about Jackson Arnold at all. I'm just I'm excited to see him continue to develop. That's that's it. And hey, I, um, yeah, on on the on the defensive side on Saturday, it's uh, it, it kind of checked out with what Brent said before the spring started. Yeah, you know, defensive backs could be pretty good this year. At least he felt good about them. Backers will be good as long as they stay healthy. Defensive line, we'll see. And I know the defensive line had a monster game on Saturday. we got to consider the offensive line they were rolling up against. But, like, just kind of overall, his thoughts on the defense going into the spring kind of checked out with the spring game for the most part. Yeah. I, yeah, I think so. The secondary um, was fantastic. And I, we haven't hardly talked about corner at all. I, actually, I don't even think we've mentioned it. But um, they were – they were good at corner all day as well. Um, now, I, I know we had, and I don't know who necessarily the responsibility was on. I know we had a couple of those plays where we ended up having some free runners, but I thought the corners tackled well. I thought coverage, for the most part, was good. All right. I'm guessing I, you, it feels like you're going to have Josiah Wagner and Woody Washington as your starting corners. I'm good with I mean, that. Maybe that's um, – maybe it's premature to start talking about that. I, I mean, it is. You still got all summer and in fall camp, but it, it feels like they really like Josiah Wagner. And am I wrong or did he – was was he the one that started with the ones to start the game? Um, I think that's right. If it's wrong, text line will uh, they'll correct us on that. Yeah. But, I it mean, may not be right, but – what what did, what did Brent call him? Uh, a six. He plays like a six hundred pound Siberian tiger. Yeah. Very well, interesting to see how a, a corner. Pound. Yeah, he thinks he's a six hundred pound Siberian tiger playing corner as a true freshman. Yeah. That's I'll that's take that. uh, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll take that as well. Uh, let me read a few more. We'll hit a break. JFA seems to see the field uh, better than Dylan Gabriel. Well, uh, hang on. A ton on of that, upside in his ability. Here's what I think is, is another thing. We've mentioned this to some degree, but the fact that the pocket was caving on him like it was, and he didn't feel the need to take chances and try and do something, you know, to just – even though he's under pressure and pockets caving in that he's going to force something outside because he wants to make a big play in front of a bunch of people. I, I thought that that was impressive. Uh, from the 918, I'm going to keep my expectations low on Jackson Arnold. Do I think he will be the greatest college quarterback of all time? Yes, but I'm going to keep <laughs> my expectations low on Jackson Arnold. Uh, yeah, yeah, I there's there's uh, a lot of excitement about it for sure. He, he looked good on Saturday. Hey, I'm at uh, Wonderhouse Furniture Consignments, Robinson Crossing Shopping Center, custom bedding and pillows, custom window coverings. They do upholstery, uh, outdoor patio heaters. I'm just telling you the price on a few of those that I've heard here are a really, really good price. Patio furniture, uh, 2023 Norman Transcript Reader's Choice Best Consignment and uh, Resale Store. 405-701-4048. 405-701-4048. That's 405-701-4048. Wonderhouse Furniture Consignment right here in Norman. There you go. Quick timeout. I'm hanging out at Newcastle Casino. Keep hitting us on the text line 651-3439. We'll be back. This hour of The Rush is brought to you by Riverwind Casino. Casino and hotel. Over 2,700 electronic games. 30 game tables. A 24-7 poker room and the best in concerts and comedy. Riverwind Casino, just south of Norman on Highway 9 and I-35. Final hour of The Rush. Tyler McComas is Teddy Lehman. Hey, if you're uh, if you're needing help moving out of a dorm, Greek house, apartments, whatever, uh, call Wonder Hall Furniture Movers. Call or text them, 405-831-5908 to reserve your spot. Their crews are background checked for your peace of mind. That's Wonder Hall Furniture Movers, 405 405- 831-5908. Text line says, went to the spring game, enjoyed everything I saw, but we had the most obnoxious, idiot, Biff-type jerk yelling to put in Jackson Arnold on the first series. We had to explain that JFA was the quarterback for the other team. You got to love those frat football experts. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Well, Good to hear Biff was at the game, though, on Saturday. That's nice. Is that the new run the football, put Arnold run in? Oh, yes. Put Arnold in? Yeah. Oh, <sighs> man. Well, hey, gear up for it because even though it can be one of the most annoying things in the world, it's it's going to happen right out of the gate if uh, Dylan Gabriel has any negative play at all at any point during the season, that is what we're going to hear from a big portion of the crowd. Yeah, especially if he misses one of the layups yeah. um, like he did. I, I think that's where the groans are going to be the loudest is, you know, Drake Stoops running wide open and he just overthrows him. And, I, I mean, I'm sure that he's not going to hit every layup next year, I would guess. So whenever that that first one happens, oh, yeah, get ready for it. That'll be the case. Right. Well, I, you're, you're kind of going to have to, not going to have to, but 
you will, to a certain degree, kind of create some of that animal yourself if you play him uh, in some, you know, if you just have him involved in every game and have a package for him, which I think, like, I don't know, no one's told me, but uh, that's what I would do if I were in that situation, and I think they they probably will, and you just you kind of create that by allowing him to go out there in, in regular action throughout a football game, you know, but that's just part of it, man. Three position groups you feel the best about coming out of spring, and are those three position groups, well, I guess I'll just lump in the entire secondary. Maybe you want to uh, sort it out more like, uh, corner and safety by themselves is it secondary running back and quarterback are those your three uh secondary is definitely one of them quarterback is definitely one of them um huh running back i don't i don't know if i'm there yet on running back i i, I think the future looks good but I mean, I I haven't seen anything this spring that makes me say wow. You know that that I feel like oh my gosh. Okay. So we're if not running be... back, then who? Backer? No. Um, it's hard whenever I have to take a whole group together, and I can't do. Hmm. I mean, if you if you wanted to separate corners and safeties, you could do it. That, you could do it that way, I guess, and just say corner, safety, and quarterback are the three positions you feel best about. After seeing Trace Ford a little bit, maybe I'll go with uh, defensive end. Wow. Well, I would say that that'd be a, a nice positive development. Defensive ends, one of the top three position groups post spring after seeing Trace Ford. Like I, I don't care who you are, if your if your best three position groups are DN, quarterback, and, and secondary, then that's that normally is a pretty good omen for things. Well, maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit on defensive end, but I, I running back just seems like we don't have anyone that's Oh it, I, okay. I, I mean it's it's based yeah, it, it that could be a little premature, sure. Especially with all the now, I, I feel good about that spot, even with all the injuries, but there's not a whole lot of um, – there's not a real resume at running back yeah, no, for not real, not a real resume. And at defensive end, I, I, I really like what I've seen from Trace Ford in just a very limited amount. Uh, also heard some really good things about him and in, in what he was limited with in spring. As long as he stays healthy, uh, I really like the solid just – uh, all-around play that you get from from Bothroyd, and you add out of Barre and R. Mason Thomas in there as well. Not even like we're not even talking. We got both starters back from last year in Grimes and Downs. I just think the group is is really deep with an incredible amount of upside. Depending on what you get from. From Adabare and R. Mason Thomas, I I think it's I think it's going to be really solid if you have Bothroyd Trace Ford out there, but I, the depth in the rotation I think could be as good as or maybe the best position on the team. 
Uh, Gunny says running back, linebacker, and defensive backs are the trio I feel best about. I like DG, but he overthrows some of the easy passes. This one from the 405 says, O-line was just awful. No other way to color it. Mm. I mean, no one's trying to – I mean, you just can't – Now, I guess you can if you want to, whatever, but that's just not an accurate representation, I don't think, of what the O-line's going to be this year, at least the personnel well, no. that they're going to have. It's not. Um, you didn't have your starting left tackle out there. That's meaningful. You played a uh, freshman who's supposed to be in the spring of his senior year in high school out there starting left tackle. Um, I When you get Walter Rouse out there, who's played a ton of Division One football, uh, looks the part, big dude. He's going to be your left tackle. I think we're going to have a battle at left guard, and I wouldn't count Caden Green out on that. Um, Savion Bird right now is too light. He needs to add some weight, put some good weight back on. Uh, Rame, we know what we're getting there. Metallier's actually playing a little bit better. And right tackle, you know, we have potentially the best offensive lineman in the entire conference in Tyler Guyton. So, I, I, you, you couldn't really see it on Saturday, but I think the offensive line has a chance to be actually really good. Uh, from the 405, are we ever going to see Nick Anderson? I, I hope so. I, I guess that leads to a, a bigger question. Like, there's nothing that I saw on Saturday that makes me say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's your number one wide receiver. I no. guess Farouk maybe had the best day because he caught a touchdown pass, but not a whole lot wide from open. Andrew Anthony. Um Obviously not a whole lot from Nick Anderson. Are we any closer to figuring out who wide receiver one is exiting the uh, exiting spring? No. Doesn't feel like it either. Frankly, it felt very ho-hum, didn't it? Which Yeah, you know. from wide receiver. Well, I mean, just the offense as a whole until that last drive, they didn't pop a whole lot of big plays. No. Not a whole lot of big plays to speak from or speak, you know. Yeah. Not a whole lot there. No, there wasn't. Um I, I think Nick Anderson is the kid has already he's been he's going into his second year. I know he's still or he's just going to be a redshirt freshman, but the amount of time that he has missed in this first year is incredible with not a serious injury. Well, I say not a serious injury like not like he had surgery or anything so that's worrisome now, it doesn't mean that he has to be pegged with that for his entire career but you know it's just it's just worrisome that's it yeah can't miss uh, that much time uh gavin freeman will be wide receiver one nick anderson didn't play and uh, farouk was limited in play is Drake underappreciated? It has to be Jaleel Farouk. So based on what I'm getting from the text line, and I don't know if I disagree with this, I probably wouldn't, if I just like had to pick wide receiver number one or who I think it's going to be coming out of the spring, I guess Jaleel Farouk because he's at least available and has been available consistently. Well, It's hard, it's hard to pick someone at this point that is not av- available all that much. Availability kind of matters. We need guys out there. Um, I don't know. I Hopefully we get the kid in the transfer portal and he adds to that, that group there. 
Let's not forget that we also don't have our two freshmen there yet. Uh, what you get pet away, and what's the other one? Um, yeah, yeah, you'll get both of those two guys, and I think you're, you're going to get Brennan Thompson in. Um, I yeah. don't know if they'll pursue another portal wide receiver. I don't think that that's going to be the doubt case, it. but, yeah, I doubt that too. But Brennan Thompson is a burner, and he only had one catch at Texas last year, so he didn't come in with a, an extensive resume. But there's, there's something to be excited about there. I mean, that, that's not just speed, that's track speed. Like he ran right. track at Texas. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I I would say that right now your offense does it, it's kind of in in shambles a bit, uh health-wise. You're you're missing your left tackle. You were only able to play really with one tight end that's actually going to play this year. Um the other guy both of the other guys were hurt. Um like the guy that you would expect to be your kind of incumbent or not necessarily incumbent, but you're starting back in the spring midst of majority of it in Javante Barnes. Um, I, it's just, it's, they were, they were banged up, man. So it's really hard to, it, it's both hard to hammer them too much, but it's also, hard to not consider that to be at least worrisome yeah all right that we've got so many guys that continue to be continue to be banged up missing time is the worst thing that can happen to you as a young football player you miss out on incredibly important you had 15 practices this spring that's not a whole lot that's really important time for these young players to get out there and develop. And on top of missing time, it also, in my opinion, destroys your mindset. Because these guys, that go sit in that damn training room, and you're talking to trainers, and you're talking to the, the people that are taping you, and you're laughing. It's easy to get used to that, man. It for is. Sure. You get used to it, and it sucks. And it, it chisels away at your potential, in my opinion. So Yeah. Can't make the club in the tub. That's it. That is it. All right. We've got to hit a timeout. Quick break. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. A couple of segments left. Keep hitting the text line, 651-3439. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports <laughs> Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. The Riverwind Casino and Hotel, bringing you the final hour of The Rush. I'm at Wonder House Furniture Consignment, where, Teddy, I guess that this is the place to be on game days. Uh, You show up here while college game day is on. They'll have it on the TV. They'll have mimosas for you to enjoy while you shop as well, so... Uh, I might need to tell Casey and Brian that we need to do a uh, pregame show out here at some point next year. I don't know. We'll see. Wonder House Furniture Consignment, 1284 North Interstate Drive. That's in the Robinson Crossing Shopping Center right here in Norman. 2023 Norman Transcript Reader's Choice Award for Best Consignment and Resale Store. Wonder House Furniture Consignment. Uh, I quickly read that uh, post-spring top 30 from 24-7. Any big takeaways here? They've got Bama all the way back at six now. 
behind LSU at five, Florida State at four, Ohio State at three, Michigan at two, and Georgia at one. Texas is at 13, TCU 17, K-State 20. Um, I guess my biggest takeaway is if Bama, start, if Bama really starts at six, and I don't think that they will, but if they were, that, that would have to be their lowest preseason rating since, like, Nick Saban's second year or something. Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe his first year. Yeah. Um, is is that because of their spring game? Yes, and maybe some things that people have heard coming out of spring ball for them. The, the big yeah. rumor is that they're going to get Tyler Van Dyke, the Miami quarterback, in the portal. That's the big rumor. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. I would say that it's premature at best to start doubting Alabama right now. They, I don't know. Let's say they've got 100 guys on that. They've got 85 scholarship guys. There's maybe, maybe one other team in the entire country that has better 85 scholarship guys, and that would be Georgia and nobody else, and maybe yep. not even Georgia. So I, I And not a question at head coach either, by the way. You know? Right. Now I I get it. They've changed up some some coordinators, I understand, and, and maybe that's gonna that's gonna factor in, but I don't know, man. I just I think people are being a bit dramatic. Yeah with Alabama. As do I. I, I thought it was comical that and whatever, like we we look at the text line enough to know that a lot of OU fans might just prefer starting off 21, 25, and just start off that way. Um, but the fact that OU wasn't even in this top 30, but UTSA, Minnesota, Iowa, Miami, UCF, Baylor, SMU, and Troy were considered and not OU, it's like, dang. I mean, talk about being down on a team. Like well, This might be the lowest – uh, preseason expectations that or not expectations lowest rating that Bama's had in a while. When's the last time OU was thought of this way by anyone going into a year? Yeah, and especially, you know, especially whenever you consider what our our schedule looks like. And I don't know. There's only a handful of teams in our conference that are returning their quarterback from last year, and Oklahoma happens to be one of them. And despite what our record was and what a lot of people may think of him, Dylan Gabriel was overall one of the better performers in the conference. So I would think that that is pretty significant. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm fine with it. You've earned it. Like That's, that's what you get whenever you, you go six and seven. You, you're not going to be found in the, in the top 25. So uh, luckily it doesn't really matter. Now, the fun. I guess you could say it matters in recruiting, but outside of that. The funny thing is everyone I talk to from, like, a school that OU plays this year seems to have a totally different opinion of what the thought is nationally. Like, for instance, I told you the BYU uh, color radio play-by-play guy, uh, color analyst, I talked to him, he said he thinks OU is going to be pretty good this year. I was on a radio station in Austin this morning. And there's, like, a former coach that he used to be at UT, whatever. And I had to point out to him OU's schedule this year and how not great it is. And his comment was like, oh, 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, I thought OU was going to be a lot good, really good this year anyway, but my perception of how many games they're going to win just totally changed after you laid out the schedule to me. So, like, nationally, it's the thought is not they're not a top-20 team, but if, if you play this team this year and if you're in the league, there seems to be a, a lot different opinion. Like, I, it feels like yeah. the, the narrative across the league is like, you don't expect the same OU this year. Right. Well, if if we just hit a field goal or two, um, don't have a couple touchdowns called back by penalties, dumb penalties, and, you know, catch a wide open deep ball and, you know, just some really easy things. And we were, let's just say, an eight-win team instead of a six-win team, like how much different would the perception be? Everyone that, would have in the top 25, for sure. Yeah, which, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like that doesn't make – like we wouldn't have been in any any better of a football team if we would have made those plays to win eight games last year. We're still – it's still the same exact football team. You know, does that make sense? Like It makes total sense, yeah. So, I mean, make, it, the difference in how you're thought of preseason – like it's the difference in two field goals kick last year yeah essentially yeah so mm-hmm. i i i don't i'm not really worried about it i think we will be better in uh, not in I, I don't know i guess i'm a, i was going to say we're going to be better in every way i think we have a chance to be better in every way i think we have a chance for sure to be better on the defensive line, I think we have a chance to be better at backer. I think we will definitely be better at secondary. I think we'll be better at every single position in the secondary. I think there's a, a chance that we'll be better as an overall offensive line. Um, I believe that we will be better at quarterback. Um potentially a running back, but the running back was pretty high bar with Eric Gray. I mean, there's a lot of areas where I think we're going to improve on what we did last year, which, you know. Way better. I don't know how much. I don't know how much better, but we will be better. And I think the schedule's quite a bit easier. So what does that equal? I don't know. We'll see. 12-0. Yeah. Oh, that's not where you're going. Sorry, I, I was trying to finish the sentence for you. I thought you were going to say 12 and 0. My bad. Yeah. No, I uh, I had some people come up during the pre and post game show, and I don't know. I mean, I know why, but I got triggered a little bit on Saturday when people are saying, "Well, what do you think? You know, at least nine and three. Like nine and three would be okay. It's just like no, <laughs> nine and three will not be okay this year. Like I am fully going into this year with the expectation of. You need to at least win 10 games this year and have momentum going into the SEC. I, I think it's very, very crucial that this program has momentum going into their first year in maybe the toughest conference they've ever played. Like It's going to be hard to do that if you're 9-3. and Because if you're 9-3, and three, you're probably losing to two pretty bad football teams. Yeah. Well, I will be, frankly, shocked, disappointed. Um, I don't know. I could keep going on with emotions if we don't make it at least make it to the Big 12 championship game. I agree with that. Yes. No excuses for that. There's no excuses. None.
I mean, um, I think the expectation you probably agree would be to win the conference this year yeah. with the way that it looks. Of course. Yeah, you better at least be playing for it because you have it in the past two years. Of course. Now, that's how I feel right now. Um, I don't think I'll change on the minimum of making it to the Big 12 championship, but uh, theoretically someone could emerge as uh, a really good football team. Like we saw it last year at TCU. Kansas State was really good late. Um, you know, who knows who it might be this year, this coming season. But I, I, as it stands right now, I don't see anyone in this conference at the moment that is someone that Oklahoma should be scared of or that I don't think that we should yeah. at least have the potential or should beat. Sure. Like, yes, it, it, it can happen. Someone can rise up. TCU did it last year. That's the example. But that's not the norm. You know, like how many times outside of TCU doing it last year, how many times have we really seen that over the course of the past 10 years? Not saying that that's the only time that it's happened, but like to the well, level of what TCU did last year, may, maybe it is. Um, well, not to the level of TCU, but I feel like almost every year someone comes from the pack like somewhat unexpected, unexpectedly, and has a really good football team. Like Oklahoma State's done that. Oh uh, yeah, no, we ran it down since the return of the Big Twelve Championship game. I think it was the team that the two teams picked to play in it have never played in it. Yeah, it's been it's like been two a, other teams. It's been a different team every single year. There's been a new team that has never made it before. Yeah, that's right. Which is crazy to think about. So. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I mean, I don't really care about the preseason ranking. I I don't think it's going to – I mean, it obviously doesn't matter, but I don't think it's any way indicative of where we are as a football team. But I'm not saying that we deserve to be a top 15. Uh, I would say we're we're top 25 caliber right now. I feel, I feel pretty strongly about that, but all right. Not much higher than it's hard to hard to really predict much higher than that because if if we made a bunch of boneheaded plays last year, penalized ourselves in critical moments, I you've got to prove that that's not the same team before I can predict it. You know what I'm saying? Sure. No, I get you. So, all right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We got the final segment next here from Newcastle. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Final segment of the day, closing it up on this Monday. Appreciate Wonder House Furniture Consignment for having me out right here in Norman Robinson Crossing Shopping Center. And, hey, Wonder Hall Furniture Movers, they have that as well. They're now booking dorm, Greek housing, and apartment moves. Call or text 405-831-5908 to reserve your spot. That's 405-831-5908. Their crews are background checked for your peace of mind. Uh, here's a pretty tough question for you. I have a ranking in front of me. Hmm. Who is currently the uh, third best head coach in all of college football? Third best head coach in all of college football? Uh-huh. Um, now, are we going off of, like, your typical? Well, just, like, what, whoever, like, you think. I, I'm not, you don't need to match up your answer with theirs. Like, who do you think is the third best? One and two are obvious. Um... Is it Harbaugh? 
No, uh, he's four. Dabo on three has is number three, which I'm surprised yeah. because, you know, Dabo's an easy target for a lot of people, and they've fallen off a little bit. I'm surprised that Dabo is still ranked third on this list. I would not have guessed that. I, I would have guessed Harbaugh, too. Big year for them. Um, big, big, big year for Clemson. I know a lot of people are super optimistic with Garrett Riley there taking over. They were not happy with their previous offensive coordinator. And no, they were not. I guess uh, Uyunga Lele out there at Oregon State had <laughs> a couple of things to say about it here recently. Yeah. And he said, quote, I didn't want to do what I was doing at Clemson. I really didn't like what we did there scheme-wise. It was very basic. Yeah, and that's, hmm. it sounds like that's echoed quite a bit by um, both the fan base and some people close to the program. So... Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens there. I, it's a big year, though. And it is. It, it is. It sounds like it's off to a pretty good start. I mean, I think some people are happy with what they've seen. Feels so like far they got from the him. quarterback to turn around there offensively, right? You know. Um, but Garrett Riley is about a year away from landing a pretty big time head coaching job. Maybe. Perhaps he, he has a big year one at Clemson, and he's going to get an opportunity somewhere. No, I agree with that. If if it looks quite a bit better than it did last year and who knows what type of job opens up yeah he's gonna be one of the first names there texas maybe huh oh, texas oh garrett riley head coach at texas that that is what this rivalry needs please let it happen all right good day it was a lot of fun we will see you guys tomorrow thanks to newcastle for having us out you guys killed it on the text line as always you drive the show We're just along for the ride. Let's go have an ice cold Pacifico. Wake up every morning with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. It's the T-Row in the morning show with Toby and TJ Perry on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network.